I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. House on Cork's 96FM and C103. And I don't know about you, but our next guest hasn't let any valley, sea or mountain stop him in his endeavours. From painting at base camp on Everest to painting with sharks underwater, 
The artist Philip Gray has set himself the most unusual challenges down through the years. Now, for the lockdown, he's painting in his studios in Kinsale. And this week, he's opening the internet door to do a series of live painting sessions where he'll chat and do Q&As as well. But for a guy who's so outdoorsy and adrenaline chasing, I wondered how being cooped up was treating him when we chatted on Zoom during the week. My day is kind of pretty much the same, to be honest with you. I, I paint every day, so I'm in isolation in my studio. And what I kind of thought was, as much as I was scheduled to do a lot of events this year on cruise liners and whatnot, which obviously is now, it's all cancelled. I just felt, wouldn't it be a good idea that we would do a live show and we would do a very, very similar demonstration that I would normally do at either a gallery event or on board ship. Effectively, I'm, I'm bringing, I suppose, my adventures into people's homes. And it's, I suppose, a nice way to bring my art into their home. I think the first few weeks of lockdown was, in a sense, maybe a novelty to some people. But I think it's wearing thin now. And I think an awful lot of people are getting very anxious I, I just kind of felt that maybe if I talk about my work, talk about my adventures, that it would maybe just for a short period of time be an escape more than anything. Yeah, I get them to kind of paint pictures in their minds of all of these places whilst yeah. you are painting on screen as well. Yeah. I do totally agree with you. I think people are definitely struggling with we're all in this together bit because mm-hmm. a few people are breaking those boundaries now and a lot of people are looking to kind of shake the cage and that is tough. And what could be more relaxing than to sit back and, you know, listen to Philip chatting yeah. about all these adventures and, and, you know, soothing chats while you're painting. Like, did you find it difficult as an artist? I mean, you, you say you paint every day and I suppose once you go into your studio, that's it. It could be Monday or Sunday or Wednesday or Thursday lockdown or November. It doesn't make a difference once you're in there. Yeah. Um, what I do... It- what I do find, though, is the interaction kind of with other people. I'm yeah. a very sociable person and um, I love getting together and having kind of drinks with friends and things like that. Um, I'm a big hugger. I miss the hugs, you know, kind of. Well, I mean, very strange in, in, in that respect. Now, my big market is, is, is UK. My distributor is UK based and um, they've kind of initiated this whole program that they're going to actually do in conjunction with these demonstrations. So they've put a big kind of marketing plan together, which is going out to in excess of 35,000 followers. And each day they're actually going to do a silent auction for the demonstration piece and all of the proceeds are going to then go towards uh, COVID-19 for the front-end people. Each day this week then, so basically, you're going to take people on a, a little different adventure with a different painting. And you will be painting live during the session. painting live, yeah, absolutely, from my studio. So people will be able to type in questions and uh, hopefully I'll be able to answer them. Yeah. Is it a form of a, a lesson or a demonstration? Not a lesson. It's a demonstration where you will see how 
a painting develops. Mm. Obviously, it's only a 30-minute kind of demonstration that I'm doing. So obviously, the painting won't be finished by the time I'm through. But what it will do is it will be sufficiently finished in order for people to be able to see what's actually happening. And then the finished piece then will be posted and people will be able to see it. I love watching Portrait Artist of the Year and Landscape Artist of the Year. And I love those programmes and I love watching how things develop. But having something develop over four hours is, is quite different. Doing something within 30 minutes, that's an extreme pressure of itself, isn't it? Do you find that kind of thing relaxing? I have kind of taught myself how to kind of paint relatively quickly. Yeah. And the reason for that is that if I'm painting under the water... With sharks... Uh, La- well, the last <laughs> expedition was uh, actually in China. That was painting at 40 metres in a lake in a sunken city, a city that was actually covered over in 1959, the year I was born. And um, we went there to paint in the city at 40 metres. And when you're down at that depth, obviously, there's only a time limit before you go into a lot of decompression. So different environments really require that you paint pretty quick. I don't share your genetic disposition (laughs) and need, I think, for those rushes of adrenaline (laughs) at all. But the idea is that people are to catch this on your Facebook page or your YouTube channel this week. Which will it be? This will be on Facebook, Philip Grey Art, and it will also be on the White Wall Gallery Facebook as well. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun. You know, we've got to look at the positives and we've got to kind of accept that what has happened has happened. Mm. But if there's good to be got out of it, ultimately, the world is getting a rest. And Mm. we have seen such amazing changes to the environment. So, you know, that's a positive. It is. And you've always been positive. Anytime I've ever spoken to you, you were one of those people who does try to put a positive shape and a positive colour and a positive framing yeah. on whatever's happening. So uh, I've no doubt you're going to bring that into the art sessions this week. Will it be a different painting every day, Philip? Yes. Wow. Yes. Fantastic. OK. Different painting. Yeah, and we're going to uh, Borneo and the rainforest. We're going to Everest. We're going to China. We're going to Antarctica and we're going to Iceland. When this is all over for real and in real life, do you have an art challenge in mind for where you had planned to go next or where you'd like to do next? Um, No, not at the moment. My last big one was late last year and that was into China. And um, I kind of went and we did it slightly covert in that we entered a, a restricted area. And we shouldn't have. So we were kind of bull boys. And uh, I was very happy to get back out of China, to be honest with you. So I kind of said, give myself a little bit of a rest. Enjoy the surroundings that I live in and um, get inspired by the sea and create kind of a whole new series of oceanscapes. Well, whatever you're going to do with everyone this week, I know it's going to be great and you'll have them royally entertained for the half an hour. Philip, it's been so lovely talking to you and uh, hopefully it won't be too long before we have a chance to chat when this is all over again. Thank you so much. Not at all. Cheers. Thanks a million. Now you can see Philip painting on Facebook every day at 12 this week. Check out his Facebook page. And I was just thinking about Kinsale and how much I miss my family down in Garrettstown. It's so hard and missing all our loved ones is the toughest part of all of this, I think. So a big shout out to Linda Kenny, Alan Carney and Brian Murphy 
who did a beautifully socially distant concert in Carrigaline on Friday night. It's still available on YouTube and you can find it by simply googling Carrigaline Concert for Hope on YouTube. And they're still raising funds for Feed the Heroes and Comfort for COVID, which is a charity which is buying iPads for nursing homes so people can stay in touch with each other. So if you're going to donate, please hashtag Carrigaline if you go on the GoFundMe pages for those. But here's a snippet of the three of them with a song from Friday night's show. Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. If you smile through your fears and sorrow, smile and maybe
Anya Whelan there with Leaving Me Behind. And Anya is, of course, from Cork and lectures in the Cork School of Music. And tomorrow, lecturer in the Cork School of Music, Kira Glashin Artem, is going to go live on Instagram at 3 pm to chat with current Leaving Cert students about the four undergraduate degrees in the CIT Cork School of Music whether it's a Bachelor of Music, a BA in Popular Music, a BA in Theatre and Drama Studies, or the BA in Musical Theatre. So pop onto Instagram, drop in to say hello, and you can ask questions about life, of course, in the Cork School of Music there as well. So well done to Kira Glashin Artem. That's tomorrow at three o'clock, live on the CIT Cork School of Music Instagram page. If you look up the First Cut Film Festival, you'll read on their webpage that they are described as an annual event dedicated to showcasing new films by young filmmakers. Now in its 11th year, it takes place over four days at the Mann Arts Centre and the Regal Cinema in Yall. However, this year, the festival was literally cut short right in the middle of it. To find out more how they managed to bounce back, I spoke to festival director Mary McGrath. The first question I had for her, though, was what is the age range of the young people involved in this festival? Yeah, we work with a very wide range from age 12. So they're like in sixth class of primary school, right up to 24, which means they're like either working usually or out of college or making films on their own. And so everyone gets a first cut at something that's quite possible, a short film, five minutes, three minutes, two minutes, and it can be animation, it can be a documentary, it could be music, it could be anything at all. It's quite a wide variety of possibilities for, for young filmmakers. Absolutely. As long as it's under 15 minutes and made by a young person in that age range, it can be about anything. It can be a music video, it can be any genre at all, animation or digital film. So big variety of films come into us every year. I'm just looking at your website here, firstcutfilmfestival.com. We'll get back to that later on in the interview. And I was reading that you were in your 11th year. You had just started this year's festival in the middle of March and then suddenly something none of us expected happened worldwide. That's right. We're lucky, I guess, we, unlike a lot of festivals. And it's really sad because I don't know if everybody gets the amount of preparation and work mm. and planning and time and energy that goes into putting four days of a festival together. We're a small team. Most people are yeah. volunteering and paid for some of their time. Yeah. And then we've got a whole bunch of young people who are enthusiastically, you know, in that running to the festival. So we got two days. Like, the interest and enthusiasm and creativity of young people knows no bounds, and I really mean that. So we had, despite everything that was going on, and people were anxious, we were all anxious about the world, really. Yeah. But that's those two lovely venues and y'all, in that lovely town, we just had a great two days. And we were so glad we got that, you know, and so sad that we didn't get to the great films and the filmmakers and the wonderful guests that we had lined up for the next two days. That was the Royal in Yall and the Mal Arts Centre as well. They had to close their doors smack bang in the middle of a festival. Hundreds of people, hundreds of entries. There's 11 years work in this, not just the year gone by, since it was established. Growing, growing, growing contacts, more and more filmmakers getting involved, more and more categories, and then suddenly the whole thing has to close down. You must have been gutted. We were, we were. I can tell you now, it was all, It was very hard to put a kind of a, a smile on our faces when we stood up at the end of the second day and said, OK, folks, you're our last guest this year. You know, this is the only award we just managed to give 
to present one award and that award was to a group of girls from Loretto and from Roy yeah. who made the, the funniest film I have ever seen submitted really and it was made on no budget made by people who don't have a lot of experience or equipment and we got to present them with their award. Two of the young people came up and spoke about the film. You know, it was sad, I have to say. There was a, you know, it was a very emotional moment, really, yeah. I've been speaking to people over the last four or five weeks since this has kicked in all over Cork. One thing we've discovered on the programme is that people who work in the world of the arts, the world of theatre, film, acting, dance, writing, interpretive arts, they're resilient people and they refuse to lie down. And I would put you in that category as well. The first cut film festival didn't lie down. What did you do next? Thank you. That's a great compliment. And, you know, it's not easy. I think, you know, it's not easy for anybody. And I'm full of admiration for, I look at colleagues and people in in working in the world of, of the arts and really coming up with the most amazing ideas. What we did really was pretty straightforward. And we're not finished yet. We're, we're still working away. Yep using social media to engage with young people and to showcase their work, which is really our job as a festival. But what we did do so far is on our great website, we have a brilliant website, which we hope everybody will go on there and find this information that's under news. And we announced all of our awards because those awards had been decided upon, obviously, in the days before the festival. Yeah, All of those films are available to see online on the website and there are some amazing films right from, like we already said about the comedy from the group of girls from Loretto and from Roy. Yeah. Their films up there to be seen. Rise of the Battles, David Murphy won the Youth Council Award. A brilliant film from Wexford called Brainboxed. Really one of the most talented directors I've seen. Victoria Weinrich Trist who submitted her film Brainboxed and it's really well worth watching. It's a beautiful film and so on. And they're, they're really, it's not fair to mention some and not yep, others. I know. They, they really are wonderful films to be seen and we hope people continue to watch them and comment on them and give some feedback to those young people who are starting off their careers. So I was just looking at all the different categories. I've got Best Film, Best Director, Best Young Adults Film, Best Schools Project, I suppose, Best Animation, Best Music Video and Best Documentary. But there was one film that just had to get a special mention because there was a lot of debate about it. (laughs) There was. We have a very important group of people involved every year in the festival and they are our youth council. So there are like 10 or 12 young people who come on board early in the year and help us plan the festival. They actually work at the festival as volunteers and they're great. They're enthusiastic. And I hope they, I know in fact, they do enjoy it. They send us amazing feedback. One of their jobs is to pick an award. So they get a curated, maybe 12 films to watch. And as a group, they watch them and then argue it out, basically. So this year, that arguing out went on for a long time. And it's great. It's all part of learning and part of the fun and excitement of it all. But the films really merit it the discussion and they finally gave the award to a very funny film which they all really enjoyed called Rise of Battle made by David Murphy and that's available online but the second film was Fighting Despair and Fighting Despair was made by a group of students from Dundalk IT and Callum Cunningham was the person who submitted it and the film was really powerful an incredible insight into problems facing loads of Irish people around homelessness. And it was beautifully made. 
not just technically, but a story told with such, it was so delicate and beautiful, just a powerful, powerful film. And uh, they do deserve a special mention. So we never got to do that at the festival, the things we would normally do. So we're doing it online. And we'll continue to do it online. We have a music video festival and four finalists will be screening all of them. Um, very exciting announcements to make around some of them. And we'll be announcing a winner. We'll be putting all those films up and letting people see what, you know, the other groups in other schools are doing. And there are 22 adult films. So we have a bit of work ahead of us, but we're working away at it and hoping that people, that, you know, filmmakers are enjoying this and kind of tapping into what's available. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Right now, as of Sunday morning, what is up there for people to look at if they want to get their popcorn, sit down and go online and catch the First Cut Film Festival 2020? And these are short films. They're so powerful. What people can do in 10 minutes is pretty amazing, really. What you have there are the award winners. Great. And they're all available to be seen on our website under news. Simply all you have to do is look up firstcutfilmfestival.com. Well, that's your free ticket to this year's festival. In the meantime, I wish you well. I hope you get a second cut at it somehow or other. In the meantime, I hope we get to see First Cut Film Festival 2021. Of course we will. The great thing about young filmmakers is that they're still young. And they've still got energy and they'll still be making plenty of films. Yet over 200 entries this year and I'd say there'll be more again next year and some of them might even cover let's just say they had a lot of time in their hands over a period of time yes. I'd say there might be a new category called COVID or whatever it is Absolutely. <laughs> next year but let's just get through this yes. right now Mary Mary McGrath Festival Director of the First Cut Film Festival thank you thank you so much for your time your energy and your devotion to something that will always pay us back thanks Mary thank you thanks Connor. So you can view all that material on the First Cut Youth Film Festival webpage, which is quite simply firstcutfilmfestival.com. Now, you may have heard Pat Fitz on the show last week talking about Songs of Support, which goes out live on his Facebook page every Sunday, raising money right here in Cork. So it's on again today from six, and one of tonight's guests is Hank Fidel. So here he is with a track that he co-wrote with Mary Green called So Close. We were so close, but we never kissed We were so close, but we always missed the chance to dance So close, and we never kissed We were so close, but we never stole away so close and we never got to say let's steal away let's steal away let's steal away
Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wake up, baby, it's time to go Where we're headed, I don't know We got no money, we got time instead We're looking to those days ahead Wake up, baby, I've something to say Don't turn your head the other way Remember what the paper said Keep looking to those days ahead Yeah, 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 yeah 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 Knock, knock, baby, someone's at our door The motel cleaner can wait no more The morning's come, the sky is red We're looking to those days ahead something to do Look outside, the day is new Forget about what your mama said Just look into those days ahead Come on, baby, take a look around Not an empty seat on this greyhound 
see that woman, her eyes are red She's crying for those days ahead Sentiment for the times we live in. The Lost Brothers with Days Ahead. Now, the sitting room sessions continue in Debarra's Facebook page nightly. That's 8 o'clock on Sunday nights and half past nine all the other nights of the week. For instance, John Nee is on tonight at 8 o'clock and tomorrow there's the usual Monday night trad session at half past nine. I still don't know how they do it. On Tuesday night, we have guest Joshua Burnside. Then on Wednesday, we're heading all the way over to Canada for Kalina Raquel. And then on Thursday night, Laura Guillory. That's Debarra's Facebook page, Sitting Room Sessions, live, nightly at 8 o'clock on Sunday nights, but every other night, half past nine. Well now, if that hasn't got you dancing, I don't know what will. Who doesn't throw a few shapes to the soundtrack of Saturday Night Fever? And we want you to get dancing this week. So that's why I rang Yvonne Collin from the Firkin Crane to chat about International Day of Dance and how you can get involved. But this lockdown week was also a big one for Yvonne herself. First of all, I want to say belated happy birthday, Yvonne. Ah, thank you. And the thing is, like, you would be a person who was well known by all accounts for fantastic parties. And I can imagine that various (laughs) things happened on Zoom and the best of luck to you now for whenever we are all able to leave our houses and you can actually have a proper celebration. But we're talking today about something that you are looking for people to get involved with in a celebration at home. This is International Dance Day. What's the story and what's happening this year? Okay, so, well, 29th of April is International Dance Day every year. And, of course, the the Spurton Crane can't open its doors. So what we're doing is opening up our internet capabilities of communication. So we want to be able to connect with people on the Facebook page, uh, post to the web page with performances. Basically, we're kind of just opening it up and asking people to make videos or send us photographs or even just play some dance music at home. But on the 29th, to think about dance and the dance culture because it's really about raising awareness among the public regarding the art of dance and we want to make sure we keep that alive in Cork and Munster while the Firkin Crane has to close its doors keeping our hearts open to everybody and saying look we're going to be there again we are going to open up again we want to keep that passion alive with everyone and give them an opportunity as well to be seen so you can actually Email anything you want into Andrea, who's the dance administrator at the Firkin Crane. And that email is dance 
at firkincrane.ie. A nice easy one, Elmarie. Well, especially because, of course, the Firkin Crane is the home of dance. And we would like to think of the Firkin Crane as being the home of dance in Ireland, never mind just Cork. And I know that we have always talked about the Firkin Crane, of course, when we're talking to Sinead Murphy or Alan Foley about ballet. But this is for all forms of dance. And I know, for example, you have choreographers like Dane O'Sullivan and everything who works with the Performers Academy there who do all sorts of fantastic contemporary choreography as well. And one of the things that is keeping people so busy and occupied online at the moment when they're in lockdown. There's every granny in the country on TikTok now, never mind all the kids. <laughs> and all of those dance challenges, they all count too for this. I mean, like it doesn't mean that you have to be out in your back garden trying to do the Strictly Come Dancing challenge from BBC or trying to resurrect a 70-hand reel in your back garden with all the family or whatever. <laughs> but you could, Emery, you could. <laughs> I've seen some fabulous dance videos. So I know it's it's really, it's open to anyone to be creative and it's a bit of fun. And in these times, it's, it's something nice to have a little focus on something different and more creative for people. And of course, we're sending it out to, to all of our professional dance artists as well. So we will have those probably extra, more beautiful moments that they've choreographed. Certainly, I would hope to see the work of Helga Deci, who is the new dance artist in residence for the Firkin Crane, and also Inma Pavan, who last year was actually doing some work with the Children's Talent Competition for their dance performances. You know, we've had to cancel that for this year as well. But it's it's an opportunity to make sure we're staying connected, you know, that just because the building has to shut down, the people don't have to shut down. There's still those connections can be made. And it was like you mentioned about my birthday party, which is a Zoom party this year. But I saw people from all over the world because they wouldn't have flown over for the birthday party, most likely. I hope some of them would have. But, you know, it's just an opportunity that we can make the most of. It allows us a greater opportunity to actually have a greater number of people participate because they can do it from their own home. So this is going to lead up to a big celebratory montage I presume of clips if people would like to be included in Cork at Dance if you like on International Day of Dance and all people have to do is record themselves and and everyone is doing nothing else at the moment and email clips or full sequences or something you're trying or something you've enjoyed no matter what genre of dance it is to dance at firkincrane.ie and what will happen with all those clips? Is somebody going to, in the lockdown, edit them all together, Yvonne? What we'll do is we'll see how how many we get. You know, we could decide we want to just put them all up and let people see what has been presented or we could decide we want to take clips out of each of them to make a little montage to have for future reference, which I think is probably more likely the direction we'll go with that for now it will be lovely for everyone to have their opportunity to be seen on the 29th of April for International Dance Day. And then to remember this, that we would um, put some work into creating a shorter montage so we can reference that in years to come as well. And I mean, this could lead to something new uh, that will continue when we can open the building again. Um, It can, I always thank everything can lead to something bigger and better if you allow it to, if you stop referencing the limitations or the disappointments and move forward to the positive and what is possible and what can be 
Um, also, if people are making videos, sometimes they, you know, they might find it difficult to send a file um, on email. There's various other ways that we can figure out for them to get their videos to us, whether it's WhatsApp or whether it's on Facebook. All they need to do is just write to Andrea on dance at faircampaign.ie and say whatever their issue is and we'll figure it out with them as well to make sure that we get all those videos. Absolutely. You know, and I love the fact that this particular period, while it is frustrating and it is difficult, it is also asking us and giving us the chance to be imaginative and to think outside the box and all sorts of creativity and interesting directions can be taken out of this. So Yvonne, it's been lovely talking to you. It's been way too long since we had a cup of coffee in Kinsale. (laughs) No, I'm definitely very lucky being here and having such a beautiful place to go for a walk. And so, um, yes, let's have that coffee. Let's look forward to it. Sitting somewhere nice in the sunshine. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to seeing your dance clips now down in Kinsale Harbour, <laughs> inspiring us all, Yvonne. <laughs> you know, I, you never know. In 2013, I was convinced to be part of a contemporary dance performance. So <laughs> you never know. All your Maybe skills. Maybe time. Now that I'm 50 and I'm so mature, Elmarie. <laughs> <laughs> Yvonne, thank you so much. Thanks a million. Take care now. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. And that's Yvonne Collin from the Firkin Crane chatting to us now then so about International Day of Dance which is this coming Wednesday. Look I don't care if you've been jumping around to Joe Wicks or if you're maybe just doing a little bit of PE with Moontour John on the school hub or whether there's someone in your family who is TikToking you to death or whether you are actually a household where you have people in your house who are going to dance lessons and have missed being part of all of that. Well this is a fantastic chance for everyone to be involved. Maybe Irish dancing is your thing. Have you been trying the Kaylee experience with Fionn Cogan. Maybe you can do some of those two-hand reels for us. Is your best dance, in fact, the birdie song? Or can you only let rip when it's YMCA? Can you do the time warp? Or are you a gymnast? Was the last time you danced when Dickie Rock played in the Arcadia? <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are, what your experience is. This is our week now to get moving if you haven't been doing it already and to do it with a bit of celebration and just fun. Whatever it is, put on your favourite music, get dancing, have fun and let's make this a brilliant archival clip of Cork at dance refusing to lose our joy in the middle of all this madness. I got this feeling inside my bones It goes electric wavy when I turn it on All from my city, all from my home We're flying up no ceiling when we in our zone I got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops Ooh, I can't take my eyes off of it Moving so phenomenally I shouldn't 
it up for us until next Sunday our thanks to all our guests and don't forget you can stay in touch with all of our guests this morning online by checking out the Triscoll page on YouTube by checking out Christine Terry's page on YouTube and by looking up the Carrigaline Concert for Hope on YouTube literally you can catch music free of charge brought to you by Pat Fitz's Facebook page and DeBarra's Facebook page nightly also the Crawford Art Gallery are just going to show you the work of the week and many other things beside and don't forget the first caught film festival for the best of this year's crop. Staying on Facebook, tune into Philip Gray all this week every day at 12 and the Instagram page for CIT Cork School of Music for that Q&A tomorrow on their degree courses. And then of course you can be the stars online by emailing the Firkin Crane during the week with all your crazy dances and moves. But until next Sunday, stay safe, stay sane and stay home. It's so important to make someone happy Make just one someone happy Make just one heart to heart you You sing to one Smile that cheers you One face that lights when it nears you One girl you're You're everything If you win it Comes and goes in a minute Where's the real stuff in life To cling to Love is the answer Someone to love is the answer Once you found her Build your world around her Make someone happy Make just one someone happy And you 
will be happy too.